You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. Welcome back to Behind the Podcast. Stocks here, running solo this week while Julian is still settling up his new digs in Scotland. Uh, I believe he's currently on the hunt for a lefty pub where he can have an echo chamber with all his lefty mates about the Scottish referendum. So if anyone knows a good lefty pub in Scotland, please uh, look, send it through and we can uh, hook a brother up. Anyway, um, I'm still here doing the hard yards. So this week we've got a really special guest for you. It is uh, Pretty Day. She works for Big Green Spotify. And if you're a budding podcaster, it'll give you some ideas on how you might best be able to work with Spotify because they're kind of the biggest player out there. That, let's be honest, the most important podcast platform out there. So look, enjoy. With me today, I have someone from Big Green Spotify. Uh, when researching and preparing for this interview, I went through the Google Doc that Julian and I use to prepare for this show. And I thought I'd just search by the word Spotify and just go through anything we've talked about over the last year to do with Spotify. And when I hit find or control F on my Google Doc, there were 408 references to Spotify in our doc. So we do talk about Spotify a little bit on this show. So I'm thrilled to actually talk to someone from Spotify today. And that person is Prithi Day. Hello. How are you doing? I'm very well. It's so exciting to have you here. Very excited to be here. Your title is Content Partnerships Leads in Podcasts for Australia and New Zealand at Spotify. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. What does that mean? What is it? Oh, Explain. gosh. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> it's such a broad role, really. But I mean, basically what I do is I talk to podcasters. I have the opportunity to talk to all the podcasters in Australia, which is so exciting. So that could be from the net- networks like the ABCs, the News Corps, Nova, DM, to, you know, your grassroots podcasters, those who are just starting up. You know, I, I have the opportunity to talk to everyone, which is awesome. And my role is really to work with them um, and to help them be discovered on Spotify and potentially look at strategic partnerships with them where it kind of fits with the strategy and their strategy as well. What a great gig. Yeah. What's your favorite cool. part of the job? I just love being able to talk to the podcasters because podcasters are from every background, right? Like there's just so many different types of people podcasting right now. So, you know, I talk to you know, people who are, you know, individual podcasters who are just starting up and they're really excited about the format and they want some help and they they want some guidance. And that's a really great conversation because they're so excited and they're so enthusiastic, you know, so I get to talk to them. But, you know, then on, on the flip side, I also get to talk to, you know, the big bosses at SCA, you know, Listener and, you know, those who have been deep in audio for years and years and years. And I actually get to learn from them as well. So it's just, you know, I just get to talk to so many different people and everyone's just so excited about the format. I imagine people must get quite excited when they get a, an email from at Spotify. Hey, just want to talk to you about your podcast. So yep. what kind of response do you get from people when you reach out? It's insane. Like, you know, I'm, I have to pinch myself sometimes because it, people respond straight away, you know, whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on email. You know, I've reached out to some pretty big podcasters, you know, in my time at Spotify and 
I always get a response and, and that just blows my mind still. Like, you know, it's, it's so kind of humbling. I just feel so you know, kind of privileged. I'm like, wow, you know, this is great, you know, and I, I think being at Spotify definitely opens up doors and to, to talk to anyone, really, and that's that's really great for me. I'm so lucky. The golden ticket. It is, it is. It's great power, they say. Yeah. Uh, look, I couldn't be happier that someone like you, uh, who is on the end of that email, uh, having dealt with you, where we first met in 2019. Yeah. I think it's fair to say we've become friends. Yep. And really enjoy... Um, knowing that it's you and someone like you that's in that position of what what is probably like you have to say incredible responsibility as well yeah um, we've dealt with people I guess sort of your com- I guess your biggest competitor in the market being Apple we've dealt with people in Apple over the same period of time and it's been sort of somewhat of a revolving door mm. there and it definitely hasn't been I don't think they engage to the same level as what you've been doing over at Spotify so. yeah I think I think that actually resonates a lot with what a lot of people have said to me. Um, since joining at Spotify like I started in 2019 um, podcasts were had only just launched on Spotify I think maybe 2018 Um, so it was really new I was the first podcast person at Spotify you know I've been there for four years now so you know it's definitely not been a revolving door I've stuck with it but one of the things I really liked when I first you know got out there started meeting podcasters was Everyone was just so excited to talk to me. Everyone was so excited to meet with me because I was here on the ground and I was a real life person, not just someone on the other end of a, you know, the email. And that was great. You know, people were super excited to talk. And I think just from 2019, I've just built some really great relationships, you know, like with you, like with DM. And some of those people now I definitely consider friends, but we work really well together. I understand them. I understand their, you know, their brand. I understand the podcast they're making. I understand what they need and vice versa, you know, and I can have really honest honest, transparent conversations with them, and so can they. And it's just a really nice place to be. Mm-hmm. Look, I don't want to blow smoke up you, but <laughs> you do have a very good reputation within the industry. Oh. You obviously talk to a lot of people in the space, and you uh, seem to have a sort of universal incredibly positive approval rating wow oh she's so lovely she's fantastic (laughs) that's nice to hear wow yeah thanks great (laughs) so how did you get the job with spotify i mean i'd like to talk to a a bit to how you what you did previously but also just when you went for the job with spotify i know you've got a keen interest in music and you do Mm. have a bit of a background in music having worked at universal music was were you looking at it as was what's it what's the appeal to Spotify because they weren't a podcast company at that time? No, yeah, like you said, my background's music. I worked at Universal for a few years, and from Universal, I went to a company called Pages Digital that was where my role was also music, focusing on labels and touring agents, and you know, so I had like eight years experience in music, and I. I love music and I was kind of done with the industry. You know, I've got some amazing friends and contacts from that time, but, you know, I don't want to work in music anymore. And from then on was like, I worked in content. You know, I was at Junkie, I was at The Guardian. Um, you know, content's definitely my thing. So when this role came up at Spotify, I was excited because I love the brand of Spotify, but I'd always been interested in it, but I didn't want to work in music. And I thought, podcasts, this is a new format. This is exciting, you know, like... I had only just recently started listening to podcasts. I wouldn't wouldn't say I was a super user, but you know, being the first role at Spotify, being able to go in there and like shape the strategy and just shape, you know, just have these new conversations and just be at the forefront of this new format was in, in Australia was a really exciting opportunity. So that's that's really what what spiked my interest and yeah, I think leaving The Guardian where I was for four years, I was managing branded content. I was managing the, the team there that made the branded content. Um, you know, my sales was back, my background was sales. Um, 
I was I kind of wanted to get out of sales and anything sales related. You yeah. know? Oh, I can't imagine why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, to kind of move to the other side where I actually get to work with content creators, you know, those who are making the content, help them grow. That was really appealing to me. It's interesting, yeah, because your role at Junkie was partnerships. Yep. Your role at Guardian was partnerships. And then your Spotify role does have the word partnerships in it, but it seems like it's a completely other side of the ball. Yeah. It's not dealing with brands. It's not trying to get sponsorship. It's it's very much actually partnering with talent and creators. Yep, exactly, exactly. And working collaboratively with them to help them grow, help them to, you know, reach new audiences. Like, you know, it, it's really very much a partnership. That's how I look at these relationships. What was the mission they gave you um, when you got the job? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, given that um, I believe they'd been t- trying to hire the role si- for six months. Six months? Um, when I got there, they, we were kind of behind the eight ball in terms of there was a lot of work to do. They hadn't been anyone in a podcast role at Spotify in Australia for, you know, all year. So we were, you know, had a we, we, there was a lot of catching up. My first mission was to get the ABC onto Spotify and to get parity. So, you know, we're never going to be a, a competitive platform if we don't have all the podcasts on platform. So Podcast One, which is now Listener, ABC, they weren't on Spotify. So my first priority was to get them onto Spotify. And, you know, I love a challenge, so I made it happen. <laughs> but ABC one was quite quite monumental. Oh, it was, yeah. How long did that take? I think before I started, the conversations had been going for a couple of years. Wow. Um, and then I started, the conversations went for a year and a half. But we kept chipping away. We, you know, eventually the ABC decided to distribute via Wooshka. Um, They definitely saw the benefit of being on Spotify. That was never the issue. Um, and because they decided to have advertising in some of their podcasts outside of Australia, it gave us the opportunity to partner with them more closely via their agreement with Wooshka. So after, I think, what, three and a half years of looking for different angles, talking to different people at the ABC, we finally got the ABC onto Spotify and it was monumental and a huge achievement and um, their catalogue just continues to grow on Spotify. We work really closely with them. Love having the ABC on Spotify. Great to work with. It's quite incredible. I mean, just having dealt with that organisation at the podcasting level, (laughs) it's it's phenomenal that you got this done. And is it correct to say that that was the first place? Well, in Australia, you are actually running ads on ABC podcast? No, we don't run ads on no. any podcasts. Um, so the ABC were managing their own advertising on their podcast right. via Wooshka. Um, right, right. Yeah, so up until when we launched our originals and exclusives, we weren't running ads on any podcast that right. were hosted on Spotify. So the point of difference there was is now with ABC, if you don't want ads, you go to their apps. Yes. But otherwise... You guys sort of open the floodgates of them appearing everywhere. Yes, 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 and now they reach younger audiences. Um, but also, we've got a lot of older audiences on Spotify as well. When I look at some of the data for you know shows like Conversations, it blows my mind that you know we we have a, a fair chunk of older listeners that are really engaged with Conversations, and that's really great to see. What is the core demographic of Spotify podcasts in Australia? So it would be Gen Z and millennials, really. Yeah. You know, because you, you think about the music platform that was, you know, music is the core of Spotify and the music fans are younger listeners. So, you know, launching podcasts on Spotify, there was already a captive audience of listeners already there, um, you know, of that younger demographic that were ready for podcasts. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> 
Well, let's jump into actually working with Spotify. Yeah. We've talked about working for Spotify. Let's talk about working <laughs> with. Um, how can podcasters work closer with Spotify? So many, so many opportunities, really. Like we, I mean, this year in March 2023, we had a big update um, in terms from StreamOn. So at StreamOn, we announced that how we were rebranding Spotify for podcasters and Anchor, which I think is a, a massive step towards how we want to work with podcasters. So previous to that, we had, um, you know, multiple platforms that podcasters could use to host their podcast, um, to access their data, to distribute their podcast. So we had... Spotify for podcasters where you go to look at your data. You had Anchor where you go to, you know, upload your content and distribute to different platforms. And then you had Megaphone as well, which is kind of separate, but more for networks. But in uh, in March 2023 at StreamOne, we announced that we're merging Anchor with Spotify for podcasters. So we really want that to be the one-stop shop for all creators. So we would say that's the first port of call for, for creators, you know, whether you're a new creator or whether you're an existing creator. So for new creators, you can jump into Anchor it's free it's super easy to use you can launch your podcast you can access all the tools and features and you know we're investing a lot in that space you know we just launched a whole bunch of new features in October you know so we're constantly like evolving the platform we want it to be the home for podcast creators you don't have to be hosted on Spotify for podcasters though to actually access some of these awesome tools you you can be hosted on any platform you can be hosted on Omni you could be hosted on Acast you know wherever you choose to host your, your podcast but from March March this year, we've given access to any podcaster to be able to jump in, look at their data and use some of these really cool tools. Um, and the tools are really there to help them engage with their audiences, um, keep their audiences listening, like get their conversations going with their listeners. You know, so we've got things like polls and Q&As. Q&As are very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we did some research recently that found that listeners that engage with the Q&A and the polls are more likely to listen through to the whole episode and they're more likely to come back to the podcast because you know you know what it's like as a listener you want to feel like you're part of the journey and you're part of the story you want to have your say so it's a really great opportunity for podcasters to engage with their listeners to hear what they have to say you know to ask some questions you know do you like this episode what do you want to hear more of and, and things mm. like that so yeah like it's it's Spotify for podcasters is becoming that platform and it just continues to evolve is there any best practice on how to engage with the audience because I know the default set to did you enjoy this episode yeah. And we seem to get a lot of responses on across our network just from that default question. But is there any sort of best practice? Or? Oh, I think it really depends. I think it's case by case, really. Mm. I think it really depends on the format and what the conversation's about. You know, some podcasters will choose to not show that question at all because, you know, if, if it's a serious podcast, if it's something that's very sensitive, you know, it's maybe best not to ask that question. Or, you know, you might want to ask, a question that's not what did you think of this podcast, but something that's more relevant to the actual, you know, content. If you're talking about a certain subject matter, maybe tailor the question around that. You know, what do you think of this particular whatever it is you're talking about? Or what would you like to see more of? Or what did you do on that particular day? You know, like I think just make it more personal so people feel like they have their say. And, and what I quite like about the feature as well is the podcaster has the choice to show the answers or not on the, oh, on the um, I did not realize that. yeah okay. so it, it's sad but there's a lot of trolls out there you know who have a lot of negative things to say about podcasters and episodes and you know you don't always want those ne- those really negative comments to be p- appearing you know for your own mental health and you know yes. generally yes. so you can actually go into the back of Spotify for podcasters you can actually see 
what people are saying. And usually, from what I've seen, it's really positive. Yes. And then you can publish that or not. It's up right, to you. I didn't realise you could publish because I knew it was sort of like a DM, someone DMing you on Instagram, for example. Mm. But I didn't realise you could actually push that out there as well yeah. and reward people, I guess, who are doing yeah. not saying the right things exactly. and, and create the right conversation. Yeah, it's a really it's a really cool feature. I love it. Mm. So you talked about in October there was a whole bunch of new, a raft of new tools, I guess, for podcasters. Yeah. So one of them is customising your podcast page. Yes. What are the benefits and challenges of customising your podcast page? Well, the benefits are definitely that you get to show more of your personality. You know, I think, again, it's it's really case by case dependent on you as a creator. You know, if you're an individual creator, if you're, you know, even two people having a chat, from January you'll be able to have your headshot on there. But at the moment you can have a little bio on there. You can also have podcast recommendations on there. So oh, you're, that's cool. Okay, yeah, so. so your community as a podcaster, you, you generally have a community of people that just want to know everything about you they're going to want to know what you're listening to Mm. they're going to want to know and that's it doesn't have to just be podcast you can have a link to music you can have a link to an audiobook you can have a link to your favorite podcast of that week so that's pretty cool and then from January, you can, you know, also have your headshot on there as well. I can't actually cons- think of any negatives, to be honest, because you can choose to use it or not, really, you know. So I, I see this as a really positive feature, and I think it'll be really interesting to see how people use it, and I can't I can't wait. Another positive, actually, is if you're part of a network, so if we take DM, for example, you know, and you, you want to promote or cross-promote another show in your network, your recommendation could be another show in your network, you know, so you could cross-promote within your show page. That's very cool. Yeah. Do you have plans for anything like Apple does have channels? So you're able to have, do you know if there's anything coming in that direction? So we have a DM channel on Apple. So if you like one of our shows, it'll recommend. You might also like, and it just pumps out stuff from our network. Unfortunately, I don't believe that's in um, the pipeline at the moment, but I know there's a huge amount of demand for it. And we talk to our product team about it quite regularly, and I'm sure it's on the radar somewhere, but we just don't have a timeline for anything Mm -hmm. like that coming. I feel like Spotify, as opposed to Apple, does focus on the individual podcaster more mm-hmm. and does offer more features for the individual than yep. for the group, which I think is the way you should be doing. How do you measure success on in, in terms of podcasts on Spotify? I mean, Spotify has the most data of anyone and gives you the most data about your audience, age, gender, things that you're not getting anywhere else. I mean, what is sort of how should podcasters be sort of judging their success? And, Hmm. Is I think, it just straight listens? Should it be something else? I, I mean, definitely listens is important. Um, I would also encourage podcasters to jump into Spotify for podcasts and have a look at their retention rate. You know, how how far are podcasters, are listeners? Listen through? Are yeah. they listening through mm-hmm. to the end? Are they dropping off after two minutes? You know, that's a really good indication of is your format working? You know, if people listen through to like the last 70 percent of the podcast I think that's really good if they drop off in the first quarter that's an issue you know I think that's a good reason to go back and address your format and go what's what's happening after the first quarter you know and I also think you know just just looking at your audience you know in Spotify for podcasters you can really go deep into who's listening like what age demographics um, what countries are they listening in that kind of stuff is really useful because as a podcaster, you might have a target audience in mind, 
And then you go into Spotify for podcasters and you see that even though you thought you were reaching or you, you thought your podcast would reach females, you, you know, 70% of your listeners are male. And that's that could be really fascinating. You know, you could then think about tweaking your podcast to be more, you know, it, it just could change your, your whole format. And I think what's great about podcasting is nothing's set in stone, right? You can just evolve, you can test, you can experiment. And I think you can use that data to really help you do that. Yeah, it's fantastic. We have a little game we play sometimes when we within the office when we a new podcast, not an existing podcast joins our network and we bring them across to our uh, Spotify for Podcasters account. And when we bring it in, you import it all across and you get all the historical data on the podcast for the whole time we've been on Spotify and sit there and go, okay, this one, what's the gender split on this? Mm -hmm. And you're getting something like a a sports podcast, something like The Great Cricketer, for example, and you go, okay, what's what's the split on that? And everyone's like, oh, 91, 97, 96. Yeah. And then, boom, we sort of do a little reveal on that. And we have a little bit of fun with it because you could just, with some podcasts, you really get blown away by, you think this one might be skewing heavily female and skewing heavily male. Yeah. It, it's fascinating data. It right? really it's is. It's a lot of fun. It really is, yeah. I, I love going deep into the data where I can, yeah. Do you get data that we can't see? Of course. (laughs) 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 Yeah, unfortunately, we can't share any of that. So, but Spotify for podcasts is, is, you know, a good source of data. Um, So, that I would suggest that is the go-to place for podcasters. Okay, that's very good to know. So, general thoughts on what what genres are the most popular? What trends are you seeing out there right now? Sport continues to grow. Um, obviously, it's quite timely, dependent on what's going on at the time. You know, like we've got the World Cricket World Cup at the moment. We had the football finals. I'm not into football at all, but I know there was a lot of talk around, you know, the football finals a few weeks ago. You know, Women's World Cup, you know, like sport is just consistently like an all-year-round thing. And, you know, people are, are really engaged with that. You know, comedy definitely huge people love comedy true crime continues to be one of the biggest podcast genres in the world i think you know and people are hooked on it and it's just it's just great i love it and when we say true crime we're not necessarily talking about cold cases it could also be an investigative series um you know a short run deep dive like a cam and alexi sort of looking for drago and yeah 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 yeah. fun exactly comedic yeah true crime is such a broad term but it doesn't you know, I like true crime. I don't want to listen to a cold case. I find that quite sad. You know, a lot of them are really interesting, but it's sad. But I love a, a story about, you know, a con artist or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Scamander, that sort mm. of thing. Actually, you put me on to, which I, I loved and recommended to everyone, was Sweet Bobby. Oh, That's yes. That's sort of in that catfishing space, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, true crime, but not your traditional true crime, but... Wow, that was, um, you know, that was a bingeable podcast and, you know, something that I think you can listen to anytime, really. It's not timely at all. It's evergreen for sure. So if you haven't listened to Sweet Bobby, listen to Sweet Bobby. Massive twist. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so what would recommendations would you have for someone starting out a podcast? Would you say go with your gut on what your area of interest is or would you say any advice? Like would you look at what's popular and go towards it or look at what's popular and don't go towards that because it's saturated. Is there any advice you've got for someone who's just sitting there going, I want to do a podcast. I'm looking at all this, all the charts and data of what's popular within Spotify. Mm. Any recommendations? Yeah. I mean, obviously you need to do something that you're interested in. So, you know, there's no point if, if it's something you're interested in, there's a lot of podcasts out there already. You don't want to go the other way and then talk about something you have no passion about because you're just not going to be passionate about the content. But you, it's, it's all about trying to find 
a unique angle, I think, you know, is is that content already out there? Why would people listen to it? Like, so that's something I always ask podcasters when they share a new podcast with me and they're, they're, you know, trying to pitch it or whatever. What is it? What's the hook here? Why would people want to listen to this? You know, what what is different about it? What is unique about it? I think that is something podcasters should always ask themselves when they're thinking about a podcast, you know. Um, and then you really need to think about your audience. Um, who, who, who do you want to listen to this podcast? So recently I was talking to, you know, I do street photography on the side. It's a bit of a passion project, but I was talking to some street photographers. They were starting a podcast and I was like, okay, this could be interesting. You know, it's a very visual format. My first question was, well, who's going to listen? Like, why would anyone listen to this? Like, you know, and they're like, oh, well, you know, just think it'd be fun conversations. And I was like, okay, that's great. But who do you want to reach? Who, who's going to listen? Like, who do you want your audience to be? And they said, well, we think the the photography community would actually enjoy this. And I thought, okay, that could work well. So it's going to be very niche. Um, You're not planning to monetize it. You're happy to just have conversations with other photographers and, you know, reach your photography community. And they'll just enjoy hearing from other photographers and learning from them. And it's gone really well. You know, the numbers are small, but that's fine. They don't want big numbers. They don't want to earn loads of money from it. They just want to create a community and reach um, photographers and inspire photographers. So I think, you know, that's a really good example of, you know, doing something you're passionate about, thinking about who's going to listen to it, and then putting them at the center of it, really, and creating something that's good for them. Yeah, the why seems to be such an important question. Yeah, it really is. A lot of people seem to just want to make a show that they want to listen to, as opposed to thinking, why would someone else want to listen to it? 100%. Yeah. So what's the podcast called? Um, It's called Street Photography. (laughs) Good. It says what it is on the box. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. And and you are at Simply Prithy? Yeah, Simply Prithy, yeah. you want to see Um, some really cool urban photography. Yeah, but what I I realized, and this, this... actually because I, I went on the podcast and I thought oh no one's going to listen to this suddenly has so many messages on my Instagram going oh we listened to your episode it was so good we you know we learned so much about you and it's great to hear a voice behind the photos and that really made me go yeah you know they're growing their community this is such a community podcast I love it and that's the beauty of podcasting yeah. isn't it give me the story behind the person yeah exactly yeah. I we did go see I mean we're recording some South by Southwest going on and did see a couple of the big keynotes with interviewers and they lined up different talent to interview different keynote people mm-hmm. and really came away from it going they should have got a podcaster to do that because podcasters have really nailed this sort of 45 minute to hour long keynote format that mm-hmm. people have and they're actually the best people maybe not a tv presenter maybe not a host of from some other format yeah or another celebrity it does seem to be a podcaster being the best to do it i did see mia friedman's doing a couple of um where she's hosting the panels and i thought well those are gonna be really good yeah. because lover or hater she is a fantastic interviewer and yep. she has so many reps and it's exactly in that format of give me a 45 minute conversation with this person ask follow-up questions go deeper um, I really think that the, the podcaster might be moving to the fore of being the the best type of interviewer. Yeah, I mean, that's what they do. The good interview podcasts, they, like you said, they nail it. You know, they know the questions to ask, but they also know how to engage with their guest and keep it tight and keep things moving and get the most out of them. And I think, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and all the TV people have to work, or radio, have to work to these really tight formats to jump between ad breaks mm. and podcast is this longer form thing where you've got a thousand people sitting in a in a theater and let them rip yeah
How would someone work with Spotify or engage with Spotify? As a podcaster, you're very welcome to reach out to us. You know, we want to hear from podcasters. We want to hear about your shows. We have an email address. We've, we've got a small team. So we've got an email address you can reach out to. It's podcast-partnerships-au at spotify.com. So feel free to reach out with your podcast requests. And we also have a submission form as well, which we can then email you if you reach out. So the submission form is where you pop all your information in about your podcast. You, you include your Spotify URL. It's so funny how many people actually send me their Apple URL. No. Don't do that. <laughs> so send me a Spotify URL. Tell us why you think your episode or your podcast should be featured. And that goes to the partnerships team. It also goes to our editorial team as well. We work through those and, you know, we get a lot of requests, obviously, and, you know, we, we try and program them on platform where possible. My suggestion is always, if you haven't always on show, don't necessarily send a link to the show, send a link to a, a really good episode. You know, if you've had a great guest, if it's timely, if it's topical, send a link to that episode because a lot of the programming we do on platform is actually episodic. So we have playlists, we've got shelves, you know, they are based on episodes. So flick over an episode that you're most proud of, um, if it's evergreen, if you've got a great guest um, and, you know, it will go to editorial and we'll, we'll hopefully be able to do something with that. Okay, and then you do seem to promote on app Things like conversations with friends or different themes yep. and people can't know when those themes are coming. So it's really, is it more a question of just get in front of you yes. and try and stand out and put put your best foot forward yeah. and then you'll see an opportunity when it comes down the track and go, oh, I've got that, that podcast. Yeah, I think some of the best requests I've had to be featured are from podcasters who are proactive and they understand the platform and they go on there and they literally I remember two broke chicks um, when I first started talking to them they were awesome they would literally go onto the podcast onto the app they would find the different category they'd find the different shelves the different themes they'd then send me an email um, this is before we had our submission form and stuff but they'd send an email saying hey we've got this episode that we think would fit really well with conversations with friends or we think would fit really well with one of our other categories and it just made it made the job so much easier we're like okay great um so definitely i'd suggest you jump into spotify um have a little browse of what's in the podcast section have a look at the different shelves you know they're constantly rotating and changing but get familiar and just go yeah actually i've got an episode that would fit really well with that i'm going to send that to spotify because you'd be inundated with yes. requests so yes. stand out make it simple put it in a box tie a bow on it send the spotify url the, the biggest <laughs> don't do not okay fantastic <laughs> this is all super helpful information great now want to get you out of here on asking you a little bit about your podcast taste oh yeah great. so when you you alluded before to when you started mm. at um, spotify you were in your early days of podcasts yep if you could tell us maybe what you're listening to then and then maybe what you're listening to now and yep. maybe if you give us a guilty pleasure that might be just <laughs> Something that people might not think you listen to. Okay. Well, I'm such a cliche. My first podcast was Serial. Yes. You know, it's how could it? Oh, God, so good. Like that got me into podcasting. I was hooked. Wow. What an amazing podcast. And I think that also really got me into those short run series. I'm I'm love a deep dive, you know, investigative series. Sweet Bobby, Believe in Magic. I love really good storytelling. So that is probably my passion. You know, when a new series comes out like that, I jump straight into it and I, I wait till the whole season's out so I can binge the hell out of it. So that's my my passion. But between those, my go-tos are 
Oh, Endless Thread, love that. Um, Radio Lab. Um, I love being able to learn something, but also be entertained at the same time. Um, I'm from the UK, obviously, so I, I like to listen to Today in Focus, which is the Daily um, Guardian podcast, because it keeps me up to date with what's happening back oh, home. How long is that? I mean, what's the running time? It's like 20 to 30 minutes. So, okay. you know, that is my I'm making dinner. I'm going to catch up with what's happening at home podcast. And you does know? it drop around dinner time here? No, uh, I'm not sure what time it drops, but it's always available when I'm ready to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very convenient. Um, so, yeah, I like some news. Obviously, I, I listen to The Daily as well. Guilty pleasure. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of comedy, but I will honestly say I love Tony and Ryan. And I'm not just saying that because they're one of our shows. I started listening to Tony and Ryan before they became a Spotify show. I just I love the way they just laugh at each other. They're so relatable. They're so silly. You know, I'm one of those weird listeners that will be on the bus giggling to Tony and Ryan, getting weird looks, you know. So that's maybe my guilty pleasure. Um, but, yeah, when I'm feeling flat and low and I need a bit of a laugh, I, I jump into Tony and Ryan. I was lucky enough to meet them the other day down yeah. at Producey. They're incredibly lovely. Yeah. People. They're like, it's like, honestly, it's like having friends in your ears, you know, and it's familiar and it's just, they're just normal, cool, down-to-earth people that just have this great dynamic and I, it's just so fun to listen to. And is there anything you'd recommend for people to listen to, just something that you've seen lately that oh, people should check out? Yeah, I guess on the subject of like, you know, documentary series, I started listening to Conviction from RNZ recently. It's pretty heavy, you know, but I'd, I'd say check it out. That's It's a good podcast. It's really well made and, you know, it's an important subject matter. So. What's the elevator pitch on that? Oh, uh, it's a child abuse story. Yeah, the, they've basically convicting someone that yeah it's, it's pretty heavy but another one I listened to of the same vein and you know don't don't think that this is kind of my theme but Children in the Pictures from Listener it's won a lot of awards lately I listened to it because you know I would consider Jen Goggin who's the producer on that to be a friend and she'd been working on it for a long long time and I listened to it because I was curious to hear her work and wow heavy but amazingly made really can see why it won a lot of awards so yeah fantastic some good recommendations yeah and podcast awards will you be there of course do you have a role do you have anything did you get sucked into judging this no year i'll just or? be hanging out meet, meeting the podcasters excellent come say hi <laughs> <laughs> not all at once no <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well look thank you so much for coming in and taking the time thanks for having uh, me i'm sure everyone's going to get a lot out of this and i certainly did as well cool so. thank you so much We'll stick all the recommendations in the show notes and next week we'll be resuming normal programming. Jules will be back, the intros will be better, the outros will be better, the whole show will be better because it's just, it's Jules. He's much better at this than I am and I'm just along for the ride. In the meantime, look head over to Spotify and let us know what you think. Jump into those comments because we're actually going to start using some of the recommendations that Prithi's recommended today. So look, more to come. Take care, stay safe, lots of love.